0: All right, let's get into the word of God. We're going to talk about communion today. And what's powerful about communion is not just what it represents spiritually for us, but what it also represents physically for us, okay? There are two ordinances that the Lord Jesus actually gave us. Now we do a lot of stuff in church. We do baby dedications. We do marriages. We do funerals. Oh, sorry, I got teepee dust on me here. We do funeral. Uh, We do... Uh, uh ordinations we we uh, commission elders you know we assign uh, uh, different positions for Sunday school we we put together praise bands we do a lot of preaching none of that stuff was really ever ordinanced by the Lord himself. they're good things they facilitate the kingdom of God but the two things that he gave us ordinance to do one is baptism going to all the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The second one is the Lord's Supper or communion. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And we're gonna get to that. Now, what is the Lord's Supper? Most of you are familiar with it. It was the last meal that Jesus took. It was the Passover feast. And he had his disciples prepare it. And during that feast, He takes bread, the Bible says, and he broke it and he gave it to him. And he said, I want you to eat this because this is my flesh that's gonna be broken for you. And later on, it says that he passed around a cup of wine and he said, I want you to drink this wine because it symbolizes the blood, the new covenant that I have for you. Drink it. And he said, as often as you do this. So in other words, do this often and do it in remembrance of me. That word remembers got a lot of meanings to it and we're gonna get into it in a second. So in other words, this is something that we really should be doing often and we're gonna begin implementing it uh, at Gathering Church at least once a month as a family. But I wanna encourage you to begin taking communion at your house with your own family. Uh, You don't need me there. You don't need a pastor or a preacher or a priest or anything to issue communion. You can take it. Uh, Matter of fact, the Lord has had me taking communion for the last month and a half. Every day within the Dave Cave, I've been taking communion. And and, uh, I've seen incredible results, not only spiritually, but even physically. We're gonna talk about some of the physical results that will take place. Uh, I, I have previously dealt with arthritis a little bit in my right knee. While taking communion for a month and a half, I've not had any symptoms of arthritis. I've had full mobility in my knee. I've had no pain in my knee. And I believe it is a direct result of the supernatural provision of healing and health that comes with communion. You're saying healing and health. I thought this was just a way for us to meditate on the sacrifice of Christ. It is. It plays both both roles and we're gonna get into that here in a second. Now, one of the issues that was taking place with early Christians uh, a few years after Christ's death, uh, that they, if you read the book of Acts, you'll find out that they met often the first day of the week and they didn't meet to sing praise songs, they didn't meet to hear a sermon, they didn't meet to have Sunday school or have an altar call. The Bible says that they met and they broke bread. In other words, they met and took the Lord's Supper or they took communion together. That was a focal point of them meeting in each other's houses. And the disciples would go from house to house to administer communion to all of these gatherings of families. And so they were taking it multiple times and and reaping the benefits of it, okay? The reason why I wanna teach you about communion today is a lot of people are very scared with COVID-19 running amok out there and and we're hearing all kinds of reports, some crazy reports, some legitimate reports. Uh, But while we're taking all measures that we can and hopefully uh, we're we're slowing the curve of the spread of this virus, uh, I believe with all of my heart that God has provided through communion an extra means of physical protection and physical health and vitality and life right here at our disposal from being a believer, okay? So what was happening in the early church, especially in Corinthians or in, in, uh, with the Corinthians and in, in the town of Corinth, Paul was having to uh, fuss at them a little bit and, and correct them because all of a sudden he started hearing reports that communion lost its meaning, that people just started showing up to these meetings and they you can go back and read uh, 1 Corinthians 11, chapter 11, and you can find out People were showing up and treating it like it was a normal meal. Hey, let's go over to so-and-so's house tonight for Bible study, and we're gonna we're gonna actually get the snack. They they've always got bread and wine over there. And they would come and eat their fill until they were full, and then they would drink their wine until they were full. As a matter of fact, Paul even fussed at them because some of them were getting drunk. They were drinking that much wine. And he told them, he said, Look, you're not understanding the Lord's body and what this is about, and you're taking it in an unworthily way in an unworthy type of manner. And he said, so, so I, I need to teach you what it's about. And, and he even told them, some of you are sick because of this, and some of you have died prematurely because you're not taking it right. Think about that. Communion isn't just a meditative way of remembering the sacrifice that Christ did, but it's actually a way of putting life back in us because of our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. So let's get into the word, shall we? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29, New King James Version says this. He's in the middle of reprimanding them, Paul is. And he says, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning, or in other words, not understanding the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. Think about it creation has fallen because of the fallen creation, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, there's death and destruction that was introduced into the world. Well, if you're going to take communion without understanding what these elements mean, the bread and the wine, uh, then then you're not doing yourself any good. You're still putting destruction in you. All of creation is dying. All of creation is in in, in in a state of destruction. Well, you're just putting regular bread and wine or regular bread and juice in you and it's not doing a thing for you. So in other words, you are if you take it in an unworthy manner, unworthy meaning not understanding what these elements mean, you're just putting judgment or destruction in you. It's, no, it's not having any effect. But he said, and he said, and because of this, some of you are dying, some of you are sick, some of you are sleeping early is how he put it. Uh, but if that's true, then the same can be said if you do discern or understand the Lord's body, then you can be putting life in you. You can be elongating your life. You can keep yourself from a premature death. You can actually put sustenance in you and redemption in you because creation, we, we can't put our hope in creation. You know, right now we're praying for a vaccine possibly or some kind of a cure or some meds that can 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 uh, fight COVID-19. I just read today that some doctors in India have successfully treated uh, an Italian patient with COVID-19 with, with some medications. Praise God for that. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll swiftly find uh, what this cure is with these, with these medications. But my hope isn't even in those medications because that's still creation. All of creation has fallen. My hope is in redemption. Because of the redeeming work of Christ, through Christ, all things are made right. He has reconciled all things back to him. And so, so what communion represents, it represents redemption, okay? So let's talk about these elements. Now, I've got a rich cracker today that we'll take at the end, uh, but but this is, this is gonna be my communion element for the body. The bread represents his body. Now, I kind of like the rich cracker because it's pierced. And so it's reminding me, of the pierced body of Christ, okay? Now, his body, he didn't just sacrifice his body for our eternal salvation. That is one of the purposes. Because of his redemptive work, because he sacrificed his body, we now are saved eternally. We get to live with him for eternity. But it but but what he did goes much further than just for the sake of the sweet by and by. He actually wanted to give us life right here in the nasty now and now, not just eternal life but life right now. Jesus said, I came to give life and that much more abundant. In other words, I came to give life and a lot of life, okay? Well, we don't have to wait till we get to heaven to experience heaven. We can actually have heaven right here on earth. We can actually experience a wonderful, healthy life because of the redemptive work of Christ. Now listen, Isaiah 53 verse five, uh, reading from the, uh, the NLV version, but he was hurt for our wrongdoing, he was crushed for our sins. Now notice he was hurt, he was, he was bruised, he was beaten because of our sin and because of our iniquity. So yes, his body being broken actually does take care of our sin, our eternal situation, right? Our separation from God. But listen to what else it says. He was beaten so we could be healed. King James says, by his stripes, we were healed. I love the fact that it uses the path tense. By his stripes, we were healed. That means because he was beaten, your disease, your sickness, your infirmity actually was taken care of 2,000 years ago on the cross. Your healing already exists because of him. And so that's one of the things that his body did. The breaking of his body isn't just for eternal life, but it's also for physical life, physical healing. I believe it will protect us from COVID-19 and any other bug that's running around out there, any other disease that's running around out there. Next is the blood, the blood. Now, whether you have juice, wine, tea, Kool-Aid, I don't care what it is, whatever you prayed over to represent the blood today. Let's talk about the blood. The blood washes us from, uh, washes us clean from sin. Just as your blood pumps through your body and takes vital oxygen to every cell of your body, it also washes away all of, uh, all of the discard and all of the old cells and, and, and all of the waste from all of your cells. It washes it away. That's what the blood of Jesus did. It didn't just work on the day that you first came to him and received him as Lord and Savior. It has continually washed you clean from sin and from impurities in your life every day since then, even when you don't realize it. All of us are guilty of sin. Every single one of us have sinned this last week in some way, okay? I'm sorry, sorry to break your heart. You're not perfect. Your pastor's not perfect. We've all sinned in some way, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. Ephesians chapter one, verse seven says, "'Because of the blood of Christ, We are bought and made free from the punishment of sin, and because of his blood, our sins are forgiven. His loving favor to us is so rich. So, the blood of Jesus washes all of our sins away, however, it does more than that, it's just not for our sins and our eternal life and our eternal salvation. Psalm 103 and 3 says, He gives all, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Well, there's only one way to to forgive sin. You need blood, the blood of Jesus. Well, what else does it do? According to King David, it heals me of my diseases as well. So communion is not just for the sake of meditating on his redemptive work for our eternal salvation, for the sweet by and by. Taking communion and understanding what the body of Christ did actually provides healing for us and health for us and vitality for us right here in the nasty nap, now and now, in the crazy coronavirus season and in the crazy flu season and in the crazy cold season. So I want to encourage everyone and actually maybe challenge if the Lord should move upon you, make communion, pray about it, make communion a daily function in your life, a, a daily practice in your family's life. What an incredible way to protect your family by every day understanding and discerning the body of Christ and enjoying the provision that God has put in us through communion, right? So let's talk about eating and drinking the communion, eating the bread, drinking the wine equals life. John chapter six, verse 53, Jesus said to them, for sure, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you do not have life in you. Think about that. He's not just talking about eternal life. He's talking about life. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be healthy. God needs you as as full of life as he can pump in you because he's got big plans for you in the kingdom of God. Communion, as Jesus said, if you eat my flesh, drink my blood, if you don't do it, you don't have life in you. But if you do, man, I'm providing incredible life. Why? Is it because there's anything magical about the cracker or magical about the wine? No, but it's what they represent. And when you allow your consciousness and your mind to come together and you're bringing back the two elements that were separated on the cross, you're bringing it back together. Matter of fact, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. The word remember comes from an Aramaic word that it's meno, meno. Do this in minnowance of me. The word minnow means the opposite of dismember, or it means to put back together or to remember. What you are doing is you're taking Christ, the, the thought of Christ, his body and his blood, all the eternal redemption that those things represent, all the physical health that it represents, and you put it back together in you. You are putting Christ or remembering him. What it also does, think about it, we get so uh, fractioned with our brain, uh, our, blank, our our thoughts and our, and our consciousness gets all splintered everywhere in the world because we have worries, we have family, we have uh, money issues, we have whatever it is that we're facing. And sometimes we just need to come back together and understand we really are just one with the Father. Because of Christ, he has made us one with God again. We're, we're not at enmity anymore, the Bible says, but we are one Communion allows us to refocus and remember, put back together the fact that yes, we are secure eternally, but also yes, we are secure right here in this life with good health, good vitality, full of vim, vigor, and life. What an awesome God we have that he would provide a meditative way for us to activate that incredible supernatural protection in our life. Finally, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Because some people say, we've heard all kinds of teaching. Oh, if you take this unworthily, you're bringing judgment on yourself. Well, here's the thing. You know, Most of us feel like, oh, I've got sin in my life. I don't know, should I, should I take this or not? Are you a believer in Christ? We just showed how the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all sin. We just showed how, uh, how his broken body purged us from all sin. So you're not worthy because of your actions, but you were made worthy, the Bible says, by the actions of Christ. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin so that we who didn't know righteousness can become righteousness. So now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, I don't think I finished reading that verse. It says, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians five twenty-one. So in other words, if you take communion thinking, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. I've got sin in my life. I'm not perfect. I failed God. Well, you're taking it with an unworthy mindset. Don't do that. You're not understanding what he's done for you. But if you understand at the top of communion, Lord, I am worthy through you. You have made me worthy. I am now the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you for the broken body of Christ. Thank you for the redeeming blood of Christ. You're taking it, understanding, discerning the body. And because of that, you can experience not only eternal life, but you can, you can experience life, health, and provision right here. So I'm excited. We're about to take communion right now together. And I believe if you're watching, if you're participating, it's gonna be an absolutely incredible time. If you feel comfortable allowing your children to do so, use this as a time to teach them what each element is about. Maybe pause the video, let them know what the elements are about so that they understand what they're doing. Uh, I know we come from different denominational backgrounds. Some of you may not feel comfortable doing that. That's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna leave that up to you. If you're watching and you're not a believer, I would recommend not taking it. You're not doing anything for yourself. If you don't if you don't believe in Christ, you're not gonna receive the benefits. You're just eating a cracker and drinking some juice. That's about it. But for those of you who are believers as a family, let's do this together. Thank you, Lord. I wanna encourage you to enter this time with a, with a heart of thanksgiving. That's the mindset you need to have when you take communion. Matter of fact, many of you probably use the term because of your, your previous background religiously, you, you may use the term for this as a uh, Eucharist. That's one of the modern terms for it. We call it Eucharist sometimes. The, the, the word Eucharist is actually an old French word that, that means thanksgiving. It just means to be thankful. And that's what we're doing. We are being thankful for the incredible provision that God has given us through communion. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the gift of Jesus that you sent your only son because you loved us so much so that we could find eternal life in believing in him. If there's anyone watching today has never asked Jesus to be Lord of their life, I pray that by the end of this video, they'll do so. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have made us worthy to stand boldly before the throne of God. Thank you for becoming sin so that I could become righteousness. And so I take this meal today worthily, Jesus, I thank you, as Isaiah said, that you were wounded for my transgressions, that you were bruised and crushed for my iniquities. Thank you for my eternal salvation with with your flesh, but also thank you for the provision of health that by your stripes or by the fact that you were beating, I am healed, my healing already exists. I thank you for it and I acknowledge that and I understand it. Let's all partake of the body. Lord, we receive all healing, all provision, all salvation. Jesus, we thank you for your blood that you shed on the cross. Thank you because it's cleansed me of sin. It's washed me clean. It's given me new life. But also thank you for healing all my disease. So Lord, we claim that those who are watching and participating are are protected from COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of infirmity and we loose the healing virtue of the Holy Spirit to be active and alive in every family that's watching us today. Lord, we claim deliverance over diabetes. We claim deliverance over high blood pressure. We claim deliverance over any other virus, deliverance over eating disorders, deliverance over addictions. You have cleansed us from every health issue we could have on your cross. Thank you for your blood and we partake of the blood today. Take a few moments and just gratefully and thankfully let them know how much you love them. Lord, I love you beyond words. I just praise you for providing for us. I praise you for provision. I praise you for health and for protecting my family. Give us patience, give us wisdom, give us peace, give us calm as we move through the next few weeks as a nation, as a world, and as a people. You are our hope. We put our hope in redemption. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're watching today and you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, I want to give you that opportunity. It doesn't take a whole lot. You can say a simple prayer. Just say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I know I've blown it but I accept that you died for me, that you were buried and that you rose again. Be my Lord, I live for you. Something simple just like that. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that he died, rose again on the third day, that he is Lord, you receive salvation. Look, I love each and every one of you. You guys have a fantastic week. We're going to see you again next week. If you need anything, text us, email us. We're going to be there for you. Keep praying for the Reed family. Love y'all. God bless.